time to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Y. This is DFS Down Under. Week two of the NFL playoffs are upon us, and that means more DFS to play. This is the DFS Down Under podcast. I'm Josh Y, and we are brought to you by Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. And joining me from Fantasy Insider, as he does every week, is Daryl Data or Data Daryl, whoever you want to refer to him. But uh, <laughs> he is here. Uh, an okay week last week. Yeah, it was a decent week for some of the projections. Um, I, I sucked in four lineups at Moneyball, none of them cash. They were, in retrospect, probably too similar. I had Richard Matthews in all of them, and he got two points. <laughs> um, which was pretty much the downturn of those. Um, Gigi Westbrook got 7.3, um, probably hope for it higher. And then also let down at running back. Um, I had Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, I think, in most of those money ball lineups, and mm. 12 and 13 points, respectively. But yeah, other than, I mean, other than kind of those big names, I think a lot of our kind of value picks did pretty well. Yeah, and you, uh, I'm looking back on the notes, uh, last week, and you said consider stacks with dogs to get upside of stacking <laughs> and ownership. Um, so yeah, what's funny, advice. yes, exactly. What's funny is two <laughs> underdogs actually won. All underdog, underdogs covered the spread as well. So, um, yeah. are you going to take your advice again this week or do you, pref- or are you leaning towards some of the favorites? Um, I actually have just run the, um, set of models for this week. So I think we ended up, let me have a quick just double check. So we had, yeah, Philadelphia, New Orleans, um, an under in New England, Tennessee, and over in Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. So, yeah, Pittsburgh favourite. Um, the Saints are, I think, a five-point dog or so. That's correct. Yeah, so, yeah, a bit of a mix of both. But, yeah, maybe it could be some options for taking Saints yeah. players. Um, they probably won't be too low owned, but, yeah, maybe a bit of value in them. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's get into the slate for the divisional round. Um, there's a full offering on Draft Stars. And Moneyball, uh, both have gone up earlier this week as opposed to last hey. week, which is, uh, uh, we're off to a winning start already, which is great for, uh, yep. for us and the podcast, meaning we can get it up a, a day earlier and have, enjoy a few beers on a Friday evening. But, um, at the, at, at the, at the quarterback position this week, um, I'm gonna go pretty easy here and grab the low hanging fruit and just say Tom Brady is probably gonna be your safest choice. Um, this week they are a 13-point home favorite. There's a total of 47 and a half points, which is the highest of the round. Although it wouldn't surprise me, the Minnesota New Orleans total creeps up a little bit, and we could see that end up being the highest total. There's only a point different at the moment, so all it takes is one to drop half a point and the other to to raise uh, rise half a point. So, but still 13-point favorite, highest implied total of 30 points, which is just insane for a playoff game. It's like essentially another bye week for the Pats, but. Um, yeah, I think he is your best price uh, in terms of value. I think he's going to do very well in this matchup, especially um, the Titans. They rank 32nd against short passing, um, and Tom Brady in short passing in the playoffs is his quarterback ratings through the roof, as opposed to down the field passing, where his uh, quarterback rating actually drops off quite substantially um, in the playoffs. And he's also got a long history of shredding Dick LeBeau's uh, defenses as well, so I do think this matchup is really, really nice, and the numbers as well match it up in terms of the total and the uh, and the spread. Yeah, it's got everything going for it. Um, as you say, big favorite, big total. Um, Brady obviously pretty reliable. 
Um, can't be that many defenses that rank 32nd against anything that make the uh, divisional playoffs. But, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> it's the AFC. That being said, <laughs> yeah, <that's fair. laughs> um, yeah, I think Tom Brady is a decent pick. 19.9, we've got him projected for, which is number one quarterback on the board. He is the most expensive. Um, he's probably going to be amongst the highest owned, I would suspect. But that yep. being said, he's Tom Brady. Exactly. And uh, he's, uh, I think he leads i think it'll eventually lead uh, all quarterbacks in passing yards in, in playoffs uh, when it's all said and done um, my other option is case keenum this week um, against the saints 7600 on moneyball 13300 on draft stars uh, the vikings are projected to be the number two scoring team this weekend and while the saints have some young studs on defense they're still a middle of the pack team against quarterbacks and they're also exposed for 349 yards and two two touchdowns plus a drop touchdown pass as well against the Panthers last week. Yeah, I don't mind Case Keenum. He's, he's the number four ranked quarterback um, yep. on our on the country this week. So, yeah, I, I think he's decent. But he is, what, what's that number? 1,200 cheap on Moneyball and 1,800 cheap on Draft Stars. So I think when you're coming to kind of dollar per point and looking at value, I think you still got to take Tom Brady over him. Um, We've yep. got, what else have we got? We've got, um, Mariota comes up. Um, the theory there, I think, is a kind of a game plan scenario where, um, he's throwing a lot late. Or to himself. <laughs> yeah. Or to himself. Yeah. That was an entertaining one last week. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Great, uh, 12 point was, fantasy play. Yeah. And I wonder how, um, I didn't actually watch it live, but I suspect that it was a fair amount of time spent debating what the rules actually were. Uh, yeah, it was more just whether he was across the line of scrimmage, but um, apart from all that, it was all all fine and, and dandy. It was just an unbelievable play, and uh, a lot of the fantasy community lost their mind at the at the twelve point play, um, and a yeah. lot of a lot of people playing DraftKings and whatnot were were ecstatic uh, with that that result. So Zin is an eligible receiver because he was in shotgun. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, so that made it yeah. a lot easier if they if they're lining up in right. I or yeah, it would have made it would have been very controversial. But yeah, eligible receiver, so um, yeah. worked out yeah. quite well. Play. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. just how they drew it up, I imagine. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Practiced a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, the other one we got in our kind of top four is Nick Foles, thirteen point oh, eight. It's, it's just. Uh, cheap that is a value play as much as anything i think yeah okay fair enough he is he is cheap but if i am going to spend that much like just say on moneyball he's i'd rather just take blake bortles because i think he you saw him pick up a lot of yardage um on the ground last week as opposed to yep to nick Foles. i know uh draft stars bortles is two thousand dollars dearer so i obviously would probably lean Foles, but on on moneyball bortles is cheaper so i'd probably just rather go down that route yeah, I think that's fair enough. And yeah, I think we were those lineups where you're going to see Foles are more of our draft stars lineups than our money ball lineups. Yep. Just a question as well that came to mind in a you know a single game or two game format. Have you ever considered um, playing a, a backup quarterback and just banking on a possible injury, and then you just being the only person with said quarterback? Um, there's a couple. So. I haven't done that exact thing. I have thought about it a few times, so, but there were a couple of times in AFL, I think two years ago now, where playing a, there was no players who were kind of base salary who were actually playing. And so playing one of those and taking a zero meant you could fit in um, an elite player and actually made you um, 
a higher projected lineup by having a donut in there, essentially. Okay. Oh. Um, so potentially in a one, two game scenario, if there was a similar scenario to that, where kind of the backup quarterback was only going to make your projected lineup one, one and a half points worse, um, then you've potentially kind of got the opportunity to mm. kind of hedge your bets. You play it, okay, you might well get the zero, but you're getting the points elsewhere. And if there is an injury, you are in that unique position that you're talking about. Yeah. Just just randomly came to mind as I saw Brian Hoyer's name um, floating around in uh, <laughs> on the Moneyball list. I was just thinking, I wonder what would happen there. Because even if you know if Brady did get, take a hit early on, I still think Brian Hoyer could have himself a day um, playing against Tennessee um, with, yeah. for the Patriots. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on uh, to the running back position now. Uh, and yeah. uh, Le'Veon Bell is my top option. He's just so dear at draft stars. It's uh, it's crazy how expensive he is. But yeah. he had 25 touches against the Jags, and and that included 10 touches as well. The yardage wasn't great. Um, and the Jags defense against the runs obviously got better since then as they acquired Marcel Darius. So um, while the matchup isn't good, the usage is there, and we saw last week that if you give someone enough usage, they can make uh, plenty of points, a la Derrick Henry, but I do think uh, Le'Veon Bell is probably um, got a high floor and a, a high ceiling as well. Uh, yeah, in a cash game, potentially I consider him, but I can't be playing him in tournament lineups at draft stars and at that price. Um, Moneyball, yeah, he's a good option there. Um, the running back position at, in general this week at draft starters is just so expensive. Um, I really kind of struggled to get a flex running back in there with my kind of two running backs. Yeah, I definitely think uh, wide receiver flex on draft stars, although I don't mind uh, on Moneyball going three running backs, two wide receivers, as I struggled to find a couple of decent wide receivers after my first two options, but um, I'm, I'm struggling to fit some lineups in here, so uh, the crunch is going to come in very handy uh, this week in terms of uh, uh, subbing players in and out and, and working out all the variations of the players that I like because there's a couple of more expensive ones and I'm going to have to sort of dig deep with some cheapies and, and, and stuff just to try and make out a lineup. Yeah, particularly at Draft Stars, I think they've kind of repriced them pretty well. Um, Draft Stars last year, offered when they did offer single games, they had a separate pricing structure for their single game tournaments than yep. their um, overall weekly ones. And I suspect having that kind of algorithm is kind of what they're kind of leaning on now that we're getting towards the playoffs and there's fewer games. Yeah, I definitely like that they do that, though. I think it makes it more challenging um, and a bit more fun as well. Um, so big fan of that, but I'm <laughs> pulling my hair out a little bit this week to try and um, settle down on, on, on the running back position. Um, Derek Henry is my next one. Um, DeMarco Murray ruled out today playing the Patriots 6,700 on Moneyball 14,000 on draft stars so the Patriots gave up 100 rushing yards to opposing backfields in 6 of their final 9 games to close the year Um, game flow is a concern because I do think they'll be down early Um, but as we saw last week um, giving Henry the ball was the formula for them coming back in that game so if they have any chance of keeping this close um, I'm expecting Derek Henry to touch the ball a minimum of 30 times um, they'd be stupid not to, really. Uh, so I, I think he's got a heavy, heavy usage, uh, Derek Henry, again. Yes, we had him at 12.9 last night when I ran these, um, so that could be potentially shifted up even a little bit more um, with that news. Um, yeah, I think, what is he, 6,700 on Moneyball? I think he's a really good play there. Yep. 14,000 on Draft Stars. At the pricing structure they've got for running backs this week, I think he's more than viable there as well. 
Yeah, definitely. And my last play is Latavius Murray um, against the Saints. 6,800 on Moneyball, 11,300 uh, on Stars. So he's had 20-plus uh, touches in three straight games and three touchdowns in that span. So strong volume play, high price tag. Saints at 23rd against the run, um, five-point favorites, the second-highest implied total from the Vikings. So I think you've got a good chance of a touchdown from Latavius Murray. Yeah, I don't mind him. He's not a name that comes up a ton on the puncher, but how you said that, I, I think he's you made a good case for him. He's a reasonably viable pick, and as you say, there's not that many options this week, so I'm sure he'll find his way into some lineups. Yep. Uh, what did the cruncher shoot out for you? Um, I'm seeing a few different names to those that I've put down. Yeah, so we uh, we got what we got up there. We got Kamara, Dion Lewis, and Fenner. Um, there's a lot of focus on kind of having two premiums, and then using your flex position, as you mentioned, kind of for um, wide receiver or, in some cases, tight end plays. Um, so, yeah, focusing on getting two premiums, but a couple of value players that sneak into some of the lower lineups, uh, JJ and uh, McKinnon. But, yeah, I say it's a tough position this week running back. Yeah, I do think one of the Eagles running backs could be an option because if there is a chance for them to win, um, it, it is running the ball a lot. I think a couple of these teams have a similar formula for success this week. Um, in terms of the the uh, Jags, and you mentioned Fournette, um, the Falcons, the Falcons game, sorry, and and the Titans, um, both all the underdogs there. If if they want to try and win this game, we'll keep it close. It's going to be a lot of running the ball and trying to control time of possession. So I could see Ajayi or even Legarrette Blount um, p- possibly having um, a heavy workload. It's just trying to find the right one and and pick the right one. It's hard with a committee like the, like the Eagles where there's just multiple running backs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Again, it's certainly a risk, and like we've talked about this before, and I thought about it again earlier when we were talking about like the taking a backup quarterback. The tournaments just aren't kind of big enough in many cases to take those kind of additional risks. So yeah, that could be a good reason to stay away from them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we move on to wide receiver, I've got to mention the lineup cruncher. I have already mentioned it, but in case you haven't heard by now, and if you haven't, welcome, and uh, I hope you're enjoying the show. But you've Probably heard of the fantasy lineup cruncher by now, but so you know that you can build up to 40 lineups with one button. That's 40 instant lineups you can enter and win cash with just a few clicks. But did you know that the Fantasy Insider Premium account, you can access over 15 other features on the lineup cruncher. So go premium today at fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. That's fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. The Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher is the best tool in the business, and it's not just NFL. It is across the board with Big Bash, NBA, horse racing, and then uh, we'll have AFL and NRL approaching uh, not too far away, a few months now. Rapidly. Yeah, it's it's coming up quick, especially AFL. I yeah. think they've got AFLX and uh, AFL women's coming up. So uh, not sure if there's fantasy for those, but that would be uh, an interesting prospect in itself. Yes, yeah, so women's AFL starts 2nd of February. Um, we'll cover that to some extent on Stats Insider. We had a model kind of in place um that's doing pretty that did pretty well last year so we've got kind of high hopes for that but yep um the last year there was a website called someone pointed out to me on twitter i think last night or the night before called drafter.com.au i think um which had a sort of ten thousand dollar tournament for women's afl combination of seasonal and kind of daily weekly games yep um i haven't seen anything yet this year but it hopes that you know, either the AFL or fantasy official people or somebody would kind of put something up for it. 
Yeah, I think it'd be cool. It would um, create more interest in the game and, and hopefully grow it because it was uh, some of the, especially the final last year for the women's was uh, very entertaining. Um, so yeah, yeah I, w- I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, moving on to the few ent- pardon. I was going to say there were a few yeah, a few entertaining games last year and um, the crowds were pretty good as well. Um, and, yeah, I hold out more hope for the women's AFL than I do AFL. <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely. Which is basically rugby nine, rugby league nines, and really yeah. a pain to fancy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be tuning into that one, but uh, you know, I'm not a Melbourneian like you are now, so um, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, moving on to wide receiver, though, um, it's been a common theme this year. Julio Jones or Julio Jones um, has come out on the cruncher a lot, and I like him this this week against the Eagles. Eight thousand eight hundred, fifteen thousand. 650 at draft stars. He saw double-digit... Uh, sorry, after seeing double-digit targets um, just twice in weeks 1-8, to eight, Jones has now notched 10-plus looks in seven of his past 10 games, and he has three straight games with at least 80 yards and a touchdown. He actually catches 80% of all of his targets in playoff games. He is um, a big-game um, player, and if he does make the conference games next week, I've got a pretty good stat for you. He actually averages in conference championship games 180 yards per game, um, which he's only been in two of them, so it's not just a one-game right. fluke, but that, that's his average in in conference <laughs> conference championships is an average of 180. So Julio is a big-time player. Even though the Falcons' offense isn't as scary this year as it is last year, um, I still think Julio um, is a big-time player, and I think he will rise to the occasion. So I do like Julio this week. Yeah, I think week nine or week ten is about where I stopped mentioning him, isn't it? Yeah, and then we started <laughs> to. It was kind of, it was kind yeah. of weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and who don't know, I'm surprised Lily comes up in the puncher. Um, I was pretty a big fan of him generally. Um, 17 and a half we got him projected for. I think last time I checked, he was technically questionable, but I'm sure he's going to play. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I, as I say, I like him. Um, hopefully, I won't put the curse on him again by talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can blame me if he doesn't uh, go off, but uh, I can't wait to play him next week with that 181-yard average. Um, Adam Thielen's my next play. Um, one of my guys. Uh, so I have a few wide receivers, generally underrated, um, sort of 12 months ago, Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen, two of my f- favorite wide receivers to watch, and uh, they've had huge seasons, and I think he's a great play this week. I am feeling good about Adam Thielen, uh, 7,600 on Moneyball, 14,850. Um, but he, he went for nine catches and 157 yards back in week one, um, against New Orleans. And, and the, the Saints have actually struggled to cover, uh, slot receivers all season long. So in addition, in addition to, uh, Thielen's big week one and all these stats here are from, uh, from Pro Football Focus, uh, Jamison Crowder has gone for 7 for 72. Mohamed Sanu went for 683 in a touchdown. Cooper Cup went for uh, 8 for 116. And then uh, Adam Humphreys has gone for 7 for 102 yards. And then we also saw Christian McCaffrey go for 6 catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown in the uh, wildcard round. So I definitely think uh, Adam Thielen's um, in for a big big game, and he's a must-start, especially if you're playing Keenum as a good stack. Yep, so it's a good stacking option. Um, I think he's a good money ball option. Um, I think he's in a slightly weird pricing spot at Draft Stars. Um, so I think we've got him projected for like 15 and a half. So your projection goes up by two points if you spend an extra thousand bucks or 800 bucks, is it, on Julio Jones. 
Yep. But if you drop down kind of three or four points, you can save six, seven thousand um, dollars. So I think he's in that kind of weird pricing hole on draft stars, but he definitely, I think, he's a good player at Moneyball. Yeah, definitely prefer him over at uh, Moneyball. And then my next uh, play at wide receiver is Didi Westbrook, six thousand one hundred um, in Moneyball, eight thousand and fifty at draft stars. So good, good price uh, at draft stars there. Um, so even though Blake Bortles was awful last week throwing the football, he was still pretty good. Uh, Westbrook had um, eight targets uh, and drew and gained 48 yards. So that was 55% of all the <laughs> passing yards from last week, which is just insane. But he averages yeah, still over... still in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just blows my mind that there could be a path here where the uh, Pats go f- playing Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles, and possibly Case Keenum to another Super Bowl title. <laughs> Um, it could be the easiest route to a Super Bowl I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, Westbrook's <laughs> averaging over seven targets per game since entering the lineup in week 11. You remember he was suspended for most of the start of the season and injured as well. So he's healthy now, playing well. Um, even for a rookie, uh, I think he's a good play. Um, even with Blake Bortles, he's very, very hard to trust. But, uh, it's worth noting as well, Artie Burns, uh, the, uh, Steelers, uh, corner is uh, left training today with an injury, so there could be um, a little bit of a hole in that uh, defense for Dede Westbrook. Yep, um, and Dede is one of those players who's a much better pick at draft size. So he's kind of in your opposite situation. He's in that kind of eight thousand dollar price bracket, projected for sort of eleven to twelve points. Um, I think he shows up in something like sixty, seventy percent of our top forty draft stars lineups. Um, so I think yeah, good pick um, and. It'd be interesting to see if his ownership is reflective of those numbers. But, yeah, I think he's a solid player. Yep. And my last play is Rashad Matthews, who I think is just an insane yep. value at Moneyball at 5,500, uh, 8,100 at Draft Stars. Um, so New England's defense, they look, they allow a lot of easy completions. They're happy to give up yards, and then they just tighten up in the red zone um, and force field goals or a turnover. That's just their bend-don't-break Defense. So I do think Matthews could find some soft spots in, in that zone defense. Um, and he's had four games with at least 70 yards and a touchdown this season. So I think they'll be down and throwing late, and Rashad Matthews could be a uh, target to pick up some garbage time yardage at that 5,500. I think that's just too hard to pass up. Yep, absolutely. Um, I think he's a must play at Moneyball. We've got him projected for more than Diddy Westbrook. He's 600 bucks cheaper on Moneyball. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he's a must play. Yep. Uh, and the cruncher, apart from Rashad Matthews, uh, who who else did it like? So yeah, we got um, we got three or four. So we got Matthews, Westbrook, um, and Julio Jones. Um, Davis shows up. We got him fit for eight. Um, Thomas, yeah, mostly those kind of names. Um, I think there's a fairly smaller field. West was sorry. There's a bit of a smaller field of wide receiver. Um, if you're going to play them at flex as well. You're going to use most of those kind of options, I think, that we talked about. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on to the tight end position. Um, like last week, it was kind of one obvious choice, and it was Kelsey, and yep. he, he was serviceable before going injured. Probably cost the Chiefs the game, him going down. I'm um, just so important to their to their offense. And, uh, you know, Kelsey's often nicknamed Baby Gronk. Um, so this week, let's upgrade to the real Gronk, and uh, I think he's a lock here with a, a stack for... For Brady, um, but it is a, a fair chunk of your salary to stack Gronk and Brady, but you can make up for it with with a Rashad Matthews um, and a D.D. Westbrook yeah. across your lineup. 
Um, so Gronk, uh, 8,500 Moneyball, 14,150 at Draft Stars. And the Titans ranked uh, lower in DVA, um, the 24th against tight ends than any other defense to make the playoffs this season. And he's just been brilliant. Um, and he'll be hungry to play because he didn't play in the playoffs last season. So I do think Gronk uh, will have a good game. Yeah, I think he's a really good pick for all the reasons you've mentioned. Um, I think him and Brady Sharp in our optimal lineup, um, along with, I think, John Lewis. So kind of three Patriots in that lineup. And that's not really surprising when you look at the total and spread of that game. Um, yeah, as you say, they're gonna, he's probably going to be fairly highly owned. You, you're going to spend almost 30% of your salary on a Brady-Gronkowski stack, but I think there's enough cheap options elsewhere that you can um, flex around them. Yeah, definitely. And my last one is just because I didn't really know where else to go. Obviously, Delaney Walker or Zach Ertz could be an option, um, and, and you've got a couple of others that, that the cruncher likes, but I'm, just as a real cheapie, if you are really desperate to fit someone into your lineup if you've loaded up at other positions... Josh Hill potentially against the Vikings, four thousand seven hundred on Moneyball, five and a half thousand draft stars. So um, it's a definitely a deep sleeper. Um, but he's coming off the best game of his season. Uh, it's come come good at the right time. He had three for forty nine off four targets and a touchdown last year. The Vikings are a pretty hard team to pass on. Xavier Rhodes, um, I expect him to cover Mike Thomas and probably get some safety help. Uh, although Xavier can handle a, a lot of receivers on his own, but Mike Thomas has shown he's pretty slick um, and may need some safety help. If if he does get some safety help, could open up the middle of the field a little bit for Josh Hill. Uh, you could see some checkdowns to, to Josh Hill as well, um, just to pick up some small yardage and get into third and short situations. So, look, I'm not overly confident, but I'll, I'll throw him in some lineups where I can possibly get Julio, Thielen, and Gronk on the same lineup and, and try... Uh, sorry, not Gronk, but uh, Julio, Thielen, and uh, Le'Veon on the same lineup, and then potentially try to um, go with Josh Hill as an option. So yeah, I mean, that's it's basically a gamble on him getting a touchdown, right? If he doesn't get pretty a touchdown, much, he's not gonna I think a lot of tight bad. ends, apart yeah. from Gronk, are just so touchdown dependent. Yeah, it's fair call. Um, yeah, forty-seven hundred, um, fifty-five hundred. You're basically yeah, you're using him as kind of a salary dump with upside. Um, yeah, we've got him projected for 3.9. I can't really say too much about him other than, yeah, 3.9 plus minus a touchdown. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it is a bottom of the barrel sort of play, but, uh, I, I don't know. I'll see yeah. how it pans out, but, uh, I don't yeah, know. Well, I'm not quite as confident in him as I was Tyler Higby, for example, um, earlier yeah. this year, but yeah, who, who knows? Um, I'll, uh, see how that pans out, but, uh, what did the cruncher like outside of Rob Gronkowski? Yes, we had Gronkowski, we had uh, Zach Ertz, who you mentioned, and the only other name that really comes up is Carl Rudolph um, on the other side of that Minnesota New Orleans contest. Um, Vikings, five-point favourites in that game. So that's uh, projected points, what, 25? Yeah, again, kind of hoping he gets a touchdown, but he probably gets slightly more than um, Hill. If he doesn't get a touchdown, but he costs much more as well. Yep. Uh, moving on to defense, and uh, I, I do a lot of my plays without looking at price, and then I go back and adjust accordingly. If someone's way higher than I thought, then I'll, I'll look at other avenues. And I just jotted down the Steelers against the Jags. Uh, my reasoning is Blake Bortles. Um, got lucky and, and could have had multiple interceptions last week. Um, so they're 5,300 money ball and 7,450. And then the Patriots being the biggest favorite and the, the Titans having the lowest... Uh, or one of the lowest uh, implied totals. Plus, uh, no team has 
had more special team success in the postseason than New England. They've had um, a lot of uh, receiving uh, special teams, touchdowns, big gains, uh, missed field goals, all that sort of stuff. Um, seems to go their way up in Foxborough a lot. Um, a lot of it's luck, but a lot of it is sort of creating your own luck. Bill is does a great job with his special teams. He knows how important it is in playoffs. Um, it, it's often swings a lot of games, and then coincidentally they were the top two prize defenses this week. I don't mind the Falcons either against Nick Foles. Yeah, we've got um, we've got the Eagles who are like three points underdogs. We've got the Jags who are three point underdogs. <laughs> um, and they, so, yeah, kind of going on the underdog side there. Um, for me, this is basically a case of making sure that your defense isn't going up against either your stack, if you've stacked, or sort of the main expected scorers in your wide receiver tight end position. Yeah. Um, I, I think whichever one meets that criteria and you can afford is probably the way to go, um, rather than kind of thinking too deeply about the defense position. Yeah, definitely. Uh think that's a great uh, point and good advice for everyone listening. Uh, definitely go down that route. Uh, well, that's that's pretty much it for the divisional round. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I was more confident last week than I am this week. So I think there'll be a, a few different combinations in my lineup this week as I try to get a couple of studs. But you know, as we said, the studs uh, at each position are really that expensive, more than the cheapies, and the cheapies have a lot of question marks as well, more than usual. Um, because yep. it is the playoffs where the defenses are better, but obviously um, there needs to be a certain, well, not a certain amount, but there's there's got to have to be some sort of yardage and points scored to for a team to advance. So um, it's just obviously finding that right one. Yeah, exactly. It's a case of getting like, the right player of the day and um, the right combination of players. But, um, like last week, the tournaments are smaller, the number of entries are lower, so I wouldn't go searching kind of too far and wide for points yep. of difference. Um you're going to have to do that to a little, to a small extent, just because of the salaries, but I certainly know more than necessary. Yep. Um, yeah, it should be a reasonably entertaining weekend of games, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. Uh, and, yeah, if you're going further down than Josh Hill, just scroll back up. That's, <laughs> that'll be my advice. Don't go any deeper than, than Josh Hill. And I definitely agree. I think there yeah. should be some good games this week. And, uh, and then next week it'll start to get a bit more interesting and we'll talk a little bit more strategy on how to approach uh, two game stacks and then obviously uh, the one game stack in the Super Bowl. Uh, Daryl, thanks for joining us. Good luck uh, this week and, and we'll speak next week. Yep, good luck to you and everyone listening. And yeah, it should be an exciting weekend of games and look forward to chatting to you next week. Thanks for listening to DFS Down Under. Go check out all the best pre-game daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at woodenwide.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at thisiswoot and at jynfl. Or you can follow the podcast at wootenwide.